uh, this just happened on Tuesday of this week, and a grizzly bear got into her tent and dragged the lady out and killed her. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happened, everybody? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for listening, and I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 95 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Fantastic! Number 95. You know who also has number 95? And that is the famous Disney Pixar Lightning McQueen. Oh, I didn't know that. You come up with the most random trivia to associate with every one of our episodes. Do you like spend all week prepping for that? No, it's just uh, dumb knowledge that I have. I don't know. Much I don't think it's dumb knowledge. I think you could win Jeopardy. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, because there's some things I don't know about. But uh, ask me some Pixar questions. I think I know. Well, the category is Disney for 200. Ooh, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> I went to 1,000. Skip the 200 questions. Go ahead. Skip to the big, big <laughs> ball. some, run. like, obscure question about, like, Mickey Mouse's, you know, toenail color or something like that. That would be black and white. <laughs> well, what's going on with you this week, Chris? Oh, it's been a fantastic week. You know, uh, we are actually, you know what's funny is that right now, today, I am starting vacation yes vacation chris is you are back. always on vacation i love it you but know, you know what vacation chris hasn't actually made his debut debut yet because you've been cranky chris all day long because i've been stressed out i'm sorry i'm sorry i asked you to pull out five shirts and five shorts well, for thank the boys. you thank you for recognizing my no, hard work yeah compared to everything else i did uh you do a lot baby yes you're right i do a lot you're, you're fantastic welcome. by the way you know that mm-hmm. i love you so much you're just saying that right now because <laughs> of you know being cranky with me but anyways i'm sorry that you are stressed out i did nothing to create that situation but vacation chris when are you going to show up well i am going to show up in the car tomorrow when we are cruising five million miles away on a road trip why are you saying we are cruising you're the one that's going to be cruising you like to sit in the passenger seat and make me drive you turkey that's right (laughs) i don't mind it because i get control of the radio oh yeah of course and you get to handle the kids oh even better (laughs) Uh, you know hopefully their devices are working correctly oh my gosh (laughs) hopefully i can uh you know keep them occupied by technology (laughs) that's right so we are taking a road trip tomorrow Tomorrow, we're actually going on a vacation, a real vacation this time, not just hanging out at the house. Yeah, so where are we going? Uh, far away. Like, to a land far, far away. But we're staying within the state, though. Are we? Are we? I don't know. Are we? Well, why are you being so cryptic about it? Just tell everybody where we're going. We're going up to Bass Lake, which is just outside of Yosemite, California. Yes. Yosemite National Park is uh, it's about an hour and a half, maybe, from Bass Lake. But yes, it's in the Sierra Nevadas. It's in like the edge of the Central Valley of Central California, the San Joaquin Valley in Central California, and it's near where my family is. Fantastic. Your family's going to be there, right? Well, my parents are. I don't know if my sisters are coming up or not because we're getting there on a Sunday evening, but we are going to have our friends join us with um, one of my best friends and her husband and their step or her stepdaughter, his daughter are coming up to spend the week up there too. Fantastic. You know, we have all three kids here and all three of them are going in the car. We're taking Christine's brand new Ruby Red ride up there. She needs a new name. What's wrong with Ruby Red? Because that was the lemon. Ah, yeah. do you think it jinxed it? I think so. Oh, I think man. we need to give her a new name. Oh, 
Well, I don't know. We'll come up with something how like a cardinal sapphire. How about or USC? Something. Only reason I'm saying that, I'm looking at your pennant right over there. I'm naming off USC Trojan. How about Tommy Trojan? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> we'll be okay. But uh, back to you, Chris. So you were saying that this week has been fantastic. Tell us what's been going on with you over the course of this week. Well, if you may not know, I have another podcast. I know you're thinking like, wow, this guy is so busy and he's got this podcast and another podcast. I don't know if everybody was thinking that, but okay. How does he even make it happen? Well, uh, lack of sleep. That's how you make it happen. And lots of coffee, really. And being cranky 24-7. Yes. The crankiness powers my day. So um, on the other podcast, you can find that at anchor.fm slash podtastic audio. It is podtastic audio. You can Google it up and look it everywhere in the final the interweb. So at Podcasting Audio, which is my podcast about podcasting and kind of how we do the podcasting over here on the Chris and Christine show. It's like the behind the scenes, like, you know, a lot of fancy stuff. And if you might remember, like maybe a month or so ago, I actually had a chance to interview the co-founders of CleanFeed. CleanFeed. I know. CleanFeed is the recording platform that we use when every time we have a guest or guests come through here or movie clips like the last uh, episode we did. We had movie clips. We did that all live in CleanFeed. So I actually got a chance to talk to the creators of CleanFeed about a month ago on my podcast. You can find that episode. It's episode number 20. So what does that have to do with good news this week? I'm, I'm not seeing the connection. So what's funny is that just for funsies, I decided to just Google podcastic audio. And the reason why... I just, were you doing that thing where like people Google themselves to see if anything shady comes up? Uh, Yeah, kind of. But what I was looking for was I was looking for was because um, I was on... Apple, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I think I'm on a, a, whatever the, the normal uh, podcast players. Okay. But when you Google it, you'll find yourself on some obscure podcast players. And I was like, what podcast player is that? I never even heard of. But uh, you'll Google, you'll see where you pop up with along the along the interweb. Okay. So I'm looking through the Google feed under Podcastic Audio. I'm looking, I see the regular places I, I'm on, the regular players. And then I notice it said clean feed. Uh, podcastic audio on her clean feeds website oh wow and i'm like what well that's weird so then i click on it and it turns out i went straight to their clean feed article section it's called the blog but it's really a bunch of articles that clean feed okay. they write about their software and about their stuff and so clean feed wrote an article about me what about podcastic audio. Why didn't you tell me this? Uh, you know I told you, baby. Oh, come on. But it was so fun. I was, I was blown away. I was like, what? They wrote a fantastic article about the time they talked to me on their site. Well, what did they say? Like, were they like, this is a really cool guy and, you know, we want him to come work with us? Or like, what was it? I wasn't that in depth. This basically said how we had a great conversation and how I use clean feed and how busy I am with work and everything and that I juggle podcasting. And they really said that, that you're busy. They did say that. Come on. You say that too much. That's all people, people write about you. This is Chris and he podcasts and he's busy. Yeah. Well, oh, come on. Well, it's in writing. So, okay. So anyways, they wrote a fantastic article. It's like a one page article about me and podcasting audio and and they left the links to my uh, podcast in their article. So How, when was this published? Like just this week? It's funny you say that. It was actually published like two months ago. <laughs> 
gosh. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I just I just noticed it though. But they're like a really big international company. So did you see any spikes in your numbers like at that time frame? Do you well, think that it, it's it funny? Drew, do you think it drove traffic to you? Yeah, I think it did because the um, interview I had with them was probably one of my most popular episodes. And I was kind of wondering, I just figured because it was a clean feed interview with the two co-founders of clean feed, that was the reason why. Had I not known that they actually published an article about their experience talking right. talking with me in their uh, on their website, and they put the link to that episode right in the website. So um Well that makes sense. Yeah, it was it was I was blown away. I saw that and I was like, what? I'm published? Holy crap, check this out. I'm famous. You must have been like over the moon excited. <laughs> oh, I pretty much texted everybody I, everybody <laughs> I knew and I posted it all over uh, Twitter and all over the world. I, tw- I texted it to everybody and tweeted it out and Instagram shot that How did thing. that feel for you? Like just talk about your emotions when you saw that and then you when you read the the words that they wrote. I was literally on like cloud nine. I was so like, wow. These guys are impressed enough with me and what I do, considering that like I we started this podcast what like two years ago, and yeah, almost and we almost I, exactly. I knew nothing about how to do this. I didn't know where where to plug gear into or how to plug stuff and how to record, how to even edit audio or do any of that stuff. And I pretty much kind of figured it out on the fly as I went along. We upgraded gear, of course, and all that, and I found Clean Feed. I think Clean Feed was literally a godsend when it comes to our podcast because... Yeah, it really has been, if you think about it. We do a lot, not so much just even talking to other people around the world, which you can do with Clean Feed, but we also record stuff locally, like like the last episode. Right. We had clips and sound effects and stuff live. Like, that stuff is amazing. Yeah, it really is. And so... So it felt really good to you? Oh, it felt so good having uh, these guys actually uh, write me about me in the article and leave a link. And, and it, it, I'm still, I feel like I'm cloud nine. Still Aww, amazing. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so, so hey, proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. So, babe, turning the tables on you, what have you done? What has been going on this week with you? Uh, Well, it's been a busy week. You know, since I finished school, I've been like trying to figure out what to do with... I don't want to say with my life because I have a great job, a great paying job that I'm really good at and I find a lot of joy in. But, you know, my my nights are I don't want to say that they're empty, but there's a lot of blank space. And I've been looking for a creative outlet because I really love to do things that are creative and that help others. And I just have kind of been wrestling with what that would be. And you know, last weekend, I think we talked about it on the episode that we were going to be um, helping to put on a reception for one of my best friends um, for her post-COVID um, elo- or her COVID elopement, but this was her reception. And I did this beautiful spread and it was like a grazing table and all of these floral centerpieces. And at that party, I know that you were there, but there were so many people coming up to me and talking about like, how talented I was and what a gift I had to be able to put this beautiful spread together. And people were asking for my info and talking about, well, do you do this for a business? And I was like, well, no, I just do it for fun. And, you know, I really started to think about that because I have another wedding that I'm doing August 14th. I'm doing all the floral for it. And it really started to simmer on like, do I have something to offer? And the bride that I'm working with in August added me to this Facebook group called San Diego Weddings. And there's like thousands of uh, 
couples in there and vendors like people that do different services photography and videography and flowers and coordinating and all that so it's like a spot to be in if you're in the right. if you're like in the wedding business it's like where to be right it, it is a good networking site and so people will put up requests like brides will put up requests and say is there anybody that's willing to do uh, or that does coordinating in this price range and then you can message them and direct message them and see if they want to quote and I was looking at these young, well, I don't want to say young, but I was looking at these brides and these couples that were really desiring to have somebody support them with their wedding. And I was like, well, I have these skills. And because I have such a good paying job during my day job, I don't have to get paid a ton, but it, you know, some getting paid something to help pay back my school loans would be helpful. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I decided to take the plunge. And it was so funny. I remember, I think it was like on Tuesday, maybe, yeah, it was like Tuesday night, maybe, um, maybe Wednesday night. Um, oh no, I know what it was. I went to go do a venue walkthrough for my August bride and I was there with her wedding coordinator and the wedding coordinator was going over like the logistics. And I was just like, she is so not professional and just like not making this about the bride and groom and the bride, I've become really good friends with her over the course of this. We didn't know each other really before. And she called me the next day and she's like, I'm paying this woman so much money and you had like, you could steer things so much better. I wish I would have known that you had all of these skills. I would have just hired you. And, and so that night I decided like, okay, this is the confirmation that I needed. And I decided to start back up into the wedding business. Wow, look at you like the wedding the wedding planner over here. But better because I do it all. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, but, babe. But you know, I used to have a business when I was up in Fresno and I started out with it by myself right after Zeke was born as a creative outlet and I just didn't know how to like price things and then I would end up doing everything for the weddings and just be so exhausted. And it was called Creations by Christine with K's. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, But then I had a business partner join me and it was called Absolute Couture. And that was Couture with a K and it was A and K for my business partner. Her name started with an A. Uh, But down here, that's such a different market for weddings and people really are. Really? Yeah, they're really looking for a full like... Up in Fresno, there was a lot of like DIY kind of stuff or like trying to keep it super. I mean, there's a lot that pay a lot for weddings, but a lot of people trying to keep it like pretty simple and um, like, really like backyard kind of like simple. not necessarily, but sometimes. But, you know, like having it at the wedding hall at the church or the reception hall at the church and things like that. But down here, it's like a whole production with oh, a lot yeah. of the weddings and, and oh, they're yeah. all different ranges, but you know, when you're down by the beach, people want these beautiful, romantic, full production weddings at a the lot of, beach. A lot of outdoor type weddings. A lot of outdoors, a lot of uplighting and florals and a lot of coordination. And so I launched my website and it's called Christine Smith Designs and it's Christine with a K. So ChristineSmithDesigns.com. And you can find me at Christine Smith Designs on Instagram. Or email me at hello at christinesmithdesigns.com. And that's my email. But I'm really proud of myself because if you go, and it's best if viewed on an actual computer, mobile it'll work okay. But if you view my website on a computer, I was able to get some video um, of weddings 
up on the front splash page and like when you enter into the website it's so aesthetically like just beautiful it looks amazing by the way i love it thank you and i'm really proud to say that from one post that i responded to i now have two uh, weddings officially booked on top of my one in august and two more in the queue and those two are already for 2022 wow you got business for a couple of years well actually next year's 2022 yeah. right but it's like i'm just starting to kind of network out there and get word of mouth out there and it gives me something to do on the weekends that is like for me and i know you have podcasting and like you have podtastic and i really haven't had many hobbies that have been just for me. They're, you know, I, I podcast with you, but it's about you. And it's, a, I mean, we have this podcast, but it was your vision. And so now I feel like I finally have my vision again on what I want to do. And it's very exciting to me. You know, I just had a brilliant idea. What about you started a, another no, podcast? No. It'd be the Christine's Wedding stop, Podcast. Stop trying to get me to do a podcast. My creative stuff is in like going and actually interfacing with people okay. and like, Letting seeing brides have like the best day of their life. And um, I'm really excited because I'm getting to be a wedding coordinator at some different venues. So like one booked me for a country club. And then there's another one that is considering having me do their floral. And it's at Scripps um, Oceanography wow. place. Um, so yeah, just some really cool things and getting me networked in the wedding community. And so... I'm just really excited about it. So I would love it if our listeners would go and visit my website. And again, it's christinesmithdesigns.com. You know, I, I and it's Christine I'll, with a K. I will put a link to it in the show notes. So. Of course. But I still wanted to tell people because while they're listening, they might just, you know, open up another tab and check out my website. Oh, opening up another tab is what you do at the bar. You're like, hey, I want to open another tab up. No, but if people are listening I on their computer. I know what you mean. It's probably being a booger. Uh, this is what I do best. I guess so. But I'm really excited about it. And that was really my big thing for this week. And I just find that it's exciting to me. It's really fun. I am so proud of you. So, you know, that was just something that was really exciting for me. And I think like it's perfect timing because as we're getting ready to go into vacation, like in the evenings, if the kids are in bed and if we don't have anything to do, um, I think I'll just take my laptop to do some of my fun work stuff for my business, not like regular work stuff, because, you know, it brings me joy. And I just feel like if we have the time, then it would be fun. But I don't know. Do you think we're going to have Wi-Fi where we're at? I don't know where we know we're going, baby. <laughs> well, we are up for an adventure and I'm very excited that we are getting ready to come up to our second annual Smith family road trip. Ooh, it's like the Griswolds. Yeah, it is. But this year we're doing it a little bit different and we're going into the wilderness and Ooh. we're going to have some fun stories about the wilderness coming up right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Ooh, ooh. Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning your journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter the travel details and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. 
It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. And best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. Yeah, that's a win-win. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head over to Amio.com and use the code Amio5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transportation. It's just a pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Chris. So we are launching into our second annual family vacation tomorrow with another road trip. Ooh, fantastic. But as I was thinking about this upcoming week and these new traditions that we're starting as a family, it made me realize that I don't know a lot about like what your family vacations were like growing up. And so I was thinking that it would be super fun if we spend some time during this episode talking about some fantastic memories and maybe some scary stories. Oh, yeah. I got I got a true life scary story about, oh, no. about my life growing up. Actually, a lot of... Yeah, about your life yeah. or about your vacation? That too. That too. <laughs> but, um, but hey, but babe... Why don't you go first and tell everybody what kind of fantastic uh, camping stories you can remember from your growing up. What, do you guys do a lot of camping growing up? Yeah. So growing up, we did all road trips. So we did um, like lots of different things. Every other year or every couple of years, my parents would take us on a big road trip where we would go like, I don't know, Grand Canyon one year. One year we had a family reunion out in like south dakota or something no like way. that that's like, wait that's far yeah but we had a big van and so we had like our back seat converted into a bed so while my dad was driving like us kids would rest or whatever and we had a little tv that plugged in no to way the, back the in van. the like, good old day yeah, I, I was, rabbit ears right uh kind of it was like this i don't even know how to describe it it looked like it, it had a tiny tiny screen and i think i had static. one of those. did it have like the little handheld yes. you would hold up like a hand oh it was like almost like a like a boom box like a stereo kind of, but, but it was longer yeah right and the screen was at one end yeah right? and it was tiny and then you had the it was a color i think ours is black no and white. ours is black and white yeah. of course but uh we would use that and then our van had tables in the back so you could put them up and we could play board games and then the second row of seats they weren't um it wasn't like a straight across row. They were like captain's chairs. Oh, nice. That rotated all the way backwards. Oh, nice. And so you could flip them backwards. And so we could have the tables out. And, you know, thinking back on it, that was actually the best way to travel. We did end up when I was a little bit older getting uh, like a camper shell. And then when I was really young, we had um, a trailer and we would go take the trailer but when we would just like drive co- cross country, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you about this story. So we were going to this family reunion and, you know, it's expensive. We know this, having a family of five and having to figure out where everybody's going to sleep and feeding everybody. Expensive or, or just logistically trying to figure it out? No, it can be expensive when you don't have like a trailer or anything and you're driving cross country. Oh, and they say you eat at every restaurant. What? Right, because you don't have a place to like fix your meal, so... You know, my mom would always pack uh, ice chests full of food to eat along the way. But then we would have to stay in like one hotel room. And I remember this one night and I don't I think we were stopping near the Grand Canyon. But I remember my sisters and I were sleeping. My mom put us on the floor with sleeping bags. And then we saw roaches. What? On the ground ground right by us. Oh, man. (laughs) Did you guys catch them and eat them? Oh, that's disgusting. No, we <laughs> screamed and we refused to lay down on the floor. So I think all five of us ended up sleeping on the 
the two double beds. Oh, or maybe wow. there were six of us because we had an exchange the student The Roach too. Motel. We motel. called it the Roach Coach. The Roach Coach. <laughs> wow. But it was that memory. But camping specifically, in the Central Valley, there was this campground that when I was younger... Our church actually used to put together uh, family campout weeks. And so our family, like a bunch of different families from the church would go to this campground at a place called Dinky Creek. Wait, wait, say it again. Dinky Creek? Dinky. Like it's a little Dinky Creek. Like it's Dinky. Like it's small. Interesting. That's kind of a weird name, but. No, it's just Dinky Creek. It just feels weird to me. I don't know why. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to feel great to you. It was just my childhood. So (laughs) the church, there was a bunch of families that would get together. And this one year, I think that there were like. Maybe eight to ten families that went out, and so we would all get camp spots that were kind of near each other. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. And so some families had uh, tents, and some had trailers, and then we would all like cook together, and it was fun because kids would be everywhere, and there was a little bit of water in the creek. And then my favorite thing, though, was if we crossed the road that you come in on, on the other side of the road, there was these like big slabs of rock. So they weren't like typical boulders, but they're like the flat kind of like they look almost like arrowhead rocks, but yeah, I know big. What you mean. Yeah, like but they, they're big. Kind of like like you know if you know Yosemite like half half dome. Yeah. Kind of like that but smaller, right? Um kind of, but they're like at lower angles. And so the great thing is that there would be water running like not cascading waterfalls, but like these streams running over the rocks. But the great thing is because the rocks were smooth, and there was enough water, we would make them into slides. No way. And you would like slide down into a pool at the bottom. And so that was one of my favorite memories. But <laughs> I remember this one time we were camping and I was little. I'm maybe six. And I was with my cousins. And we I, there was this log over Dinky Creek. And there was like no water in the bottom, like in the creek bed or anything. And I was like kind of stepping across this log on the creek and then all of well, this- like like the log challenge where you're like trying to like who can stay on the log the longest not fall off in the no, water. No, it was like a bridge over the the creek bed. Oh, okay, so I, I was got like, you. you know, it's like the one where you're like balancing and like trying to walk. Right, across but it's on solid ground on either side, but not in the middle. Okay, right. So I'm like standing there, like walking across, seeing if I could make it. And I had turned back and I was looking at my cousin and all of a sudden I hear my mom screaming. My cousin is like paralyzed and everybody's like screaming and I have no idea what they're screaming at. Like they're telling Christy, Christy, Christy. And I was like, what in the world? What and, do you want? I'm trying right. to walk across And then this I thing. turned around and I looked and on the other side of the log a little ways away was a bear. <gasps> Wait, was it, was it on the direction side you're going to? Or going, yes, or the go- side I was going to. The bear's like, come on over here. Come on over here. <laughs> Little I, snack size. I'm going to call you snack. <laughs> snack pack. But there was this one this one bear that was infamous for being in this campground. We called her Goldie because she was a golden bear, like golden colored, and she would get into everybody's stuff at night. Do you think that think that bear was uh, – was he, he was the first person to use Uber Eats? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Delivery over here. He calls it a new meaning to DoorDash. It does. I see you. I see you. I see you at my door. I'm going to dash. Yeah, pretty much. Right. But the the bears up there, you know, that's the one thing to remember, especially after coming out of COVID for a whole year. And this is the thing I have to stay mindful of. I think there's not as many bears at Bass Lake, but there might be, is that for a year plus – their habitats were uninhabited by humans. And so they got to roam more freely. And now we're coming back. And I could see that there might be a little bit more of a clash between humans and bears. And I think I even saw a video recently of these bears just like 
walking right in the midst of people down to Lake Tahoe and yeah, going I to saw, swim in the water. Yes, <laughs> yes, I saw that video on Instagram with them uh, walking in the water and all that. Yeah. That's crazy. And then just on Tuesday of this week, not to freak you out, but... Oh, please. Oh, you're going to freak me out. Yeah, it is going to freak you out. So there was this gal that was... Um, bicycling cross country with her cousin and her sister and wait 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 wait. she was on a bike ride across country yeah they she was doing a five thousand mile bike ride but over a number of different like months but they would stop every night and camp somewhere and so they stopped to camp in this small town and i can't remember if it was in montana it was somewhere where there's a lot of wilderness or colorado something like that and uh, this just happened on Tuesday of this week, and a grizzly bear got into her tent and dragged the lady out and killed her. No way. What had happened was earlier in the day, that same grizzly bear had come into their camp area trying to get into their stuff, into their tent area, and they had food stored in there. Because they're on bikes, they didn't have like a, a cool car to lock it up into. So they moved all of their stuff out of their tent and like locked it up in more. Um, Aren't you supposed to put it like in a tree or something? Like hang it from a rope? You're supposed to put it somewhere. You're supposed to put it sometimes. But, but they bears have, can climb trees, can't they? They can. And sometimes there's like bear boxes when you go to campgrounds. If you're in a tent, they'll have like these metal padlocked bear boxes. Oh, like a locker. Yeah. Right, exactly, that you can't get into. But the problem is, is because they had food in there earlier in the day and the bear knew it, even though they moved it, I think the remnants of the scent were there. And the grizzly bear came back at like four o'clock in the morning and this poor woman was sleeping. And that's the thing that they say is, if a bear comes into your camp and gets into your area, and especially if they're aggressive, don't go back to sleep because otherwise you're going to be unaware. That sounds like a wonderful vacation. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm i not trying to diminish it, but it's like just a reality of we're in animals territory and animals have been able to really live as they should be in their natural habitat without interruption for the past year. And now everybody's back. So please be careful of the bears. You're scaring me now. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to go tomorrow now. Oh, come on. We're uh, going to be in a cabin. Do the bears not pick locks? Oh, come on. I'll put a chair in front for you. But okay, I want to hear your story because you've been telling me all week long that you have this super traumatic story and you kept trying to tell me and I just want to be surprised. So, all right. Okay. Can you keep it under 15 minutes? I don't know. Okay. Tell me. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So, yes, growing up, we also did the camping thing, too. We went on camping trips. We did a lot lot of road. We hardly ever flew, probably because we didn't have a lot of money. So, flying anywhere was kind of out of the the equation. We flew. But it was also not like a thing that everybody did at that time. Like, you don't just fly on vacations like people do now. Uh, Some people do. It's so expensive. It's expensive now, but it's expensive then. So, we did go on road trips a lot. We did go camping a lot. We went to um, Mammoth. We camped out there. We went hiking a few times, did backpacking things, did the whole backpacking and then pitching and pitching the tent like in a little clearing oh, wow and do the whole uh going to the stream and getting the water boiling the what? water no way oh yeah we did all that kind of fun you're like backwoods chris <laughs> i know we did all that fancy stuff my dad loved camping Aww. we had a motor home growing up we had a van and a mo- i'm sorry not a motor home we had a, a trailer that uh-huh. we towed with the motor home i mean sorry with the uh, van which uh-huh. is, it was kind of like a motor home because it had like the little table in the back and, and cool. it had a um, refrigerator it never seemed to work and uh, a <laughs> little bench area and all that and we we towed the trailer went to yosemite every single summer what 
It was, I have a picture of me. I actually fell in this river in at Yosemite. I fell. I, I was playing in the water, and I slipped and fell off the rocks into the into the thing. And I was probably I don't know six years old, and I was crying so bad. There's, there's a picture of me. I may have it to show you on the computer, and um, of me just like in tears. My mom's like, like she's gonna try almost like she's laughing. I thought I was gonna drown. The water was maybe a foot deep, you know. <laughs> and I was like so like thought I, the, I how thought, is that different than today's Chris? <laughs> it's not not much, but what's funny? I remember when I fell in the water there that the river. Uh, just a little ways away was pretty rocky and pretty had a uh-huh. big strong, strong current to it like rapid kind of currents and I'm thinking like when I was probably six that I fell in there I'd fall in over there and I would go down the river to who knows where oh my word but uh, but the crazy You're story too much <laughs> I know but the crazy story I'm gonna tell you about okay this tell is, me this is a true story and you know that obviously I'm alive today so I got out of it okay tell me being that being said so um, one summer I asked my mom what time of year I thought it was in spring break but it turns out it was summer we went probably june my dad my okay i have back the story up even more my mom's dad was my grand my grandfather was a big wilderness kind of guy he had boats he, he went fishing hunting had a bunch of guns he loved being a wilderness kind of guy he had an airplane they uh they flew to alaska a lot they flew in the wilderness a lot, and uh, I know you keep the wrap-up single. I'm like, get on with it. I want to hear the story. So one summer, well, grandfather built a log cabin in the Montana mountains. Oh, in wow. In the middle of nowhere. He built a cabin from scratch, a log cabin, and he would live there when he wasn't down staying there with us. Oh, wow. And it's like, has like 45 acres of just straight up wilderness and forest, all clearing around the house, but the rest of it, it's like all wilderness in like one little dirt road. That you take for like, I don't know, 15 miles oh, to get wow. to like the main road uh-huh. where it takes you like to the nearest town. Okay. We're talking out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so one um, summer, we decided to go out there and my parents decided to go out there and visit for like the week, for like a summer week or week or two. And my dad decided we should take the Amtrak all the way up there. We took the Amtrak. Amtrak from California to from Montana? San Diego. What? All, let me tell you. It is a hike. It it It, it was fun, I remember. But uh, you slept in the seats, literally. And you changed change, train cars to different stations and different things. And it was a lot of trying to figure this out. We had a layover in Portland, I remember. But, um, but yeah, we did that. And I remember one time we were on the train. And I woke up, right? And I'm like, it's dark, you know? I wake up. Oh, it must be middle of the night still. And then all of a sudden, we come out of a tunnel. <laughs> because we're in a, we're in a lot there's tunnels in, through the mountains up there you know so that was kind of fun but we finally get there we finally get up to the place we, my grandfather meets us in this truck whatever he had at the time I think it was a pickup truck and we all load up we all take the car we go all the way out to the to the new to his cabin he built out in the middle of nowhere we get out there we're checking the place out we get to our room put our luggage down and we're like walk my brother and I Danny we we're probably maybe 10 years old at the time well i was probably 10 okay so he was probably eight okay right? so 10 and eight i'm guessing right around that age maybe even younger i don't know so we were there and we just got there a couple of kids probably like you know jacob mason's age okay so we were just walking around the um the property and checking things out we we, we are from san diego right so we've never seen forest before <laughs> we've never seen like jungle forest anything like that and it gets pretty thick it's real it's a real right. forest. it's like real it's a real forest it's a real deal montana wilderness right so we start walking like into the bushes like into like the forest and trying to check things out and like kind of look and around. that's like major grizzly country too yes okay keep going so we start walking into the forest and stuff and start walking around and we're kind of looking around and stuff we're like okay well let's just fun let's go back to the house so we start turning around we start heading back towards the house and we keep walking and we keep walking. And what? we're like, did the house move? Where's the house at? 
No. So then we start walking in another direction. <gasps> and then it hits us. We are physically lost in the Montana mountains. Wow. As kids. Oh, no. And we got so scared. It was it was the most frightening thing I, I can ever imagine. When you're that oh, young. Oh, my gosh. And so we were panicked and we were we were kind of didn't know which way to go because we we literally just got there, right? Right. And we had not the only thing we had on us, we might have had sweaters and maybe shorts or pants, I don't remember, but no like survival gear, no compass, no knives, no matches, no blankets, no oh my nothing. Goodness. So we were literally um so scared, didn't know what to do. The panic sits in. I mean, you're so I mean you're just you're young like that. And uh, we were gone. Um, for a long time. Oh wow! It didn't get dark yet, but it was getting. Um, it was probably we probably got there in the morning, and I don't remember how many hours we were gone for. But uh, we were finally walking around. We find a find a road, like a dirt road. It uh-huh. might have been the same road that we came in on. I'm not sure. And we finally found the road. We kind of followed the road to a house, and we went to the house. And I was kind of nervous to really knock on the door of a stranger's house mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. So we. Um, my brother went and knocked to the door. We kind of told him the situation. We kind of told my, my grandfather's name and, and, and we, you know, and we didn't know. And, and we had no, this before phones and stuff. Right. Um, and like we, before cell phones, not regular phones. Though. Right. So if we had a phone, I don't even know. It, and I don't think it's, I don't know if my grandfather even had a phone at this house. And I think, about oh, wow. It. I don't know. I mean, he was pretty rural. It was like, it was like out in the middle of nowhere. It's like boonies. Yeah, totally. Okay. So they think they know the property, the, the family. I think it was a lady. I don't remember that uh, was there and. Kind of told the situation to the husband. I might have been there or something like that. And we were so scared. And they were reassuring. And and, and I felt so nervous and so scared. But they gave us a ride back over to the house. Um, And then I met my family there. And it was so like... I was so stressed. Did they even know that you were missing? Or did they think you were just playing? No, they knew I was... My dad... My mom told me later that my dad was going to send out the search rescue. Wow. um, For us. Because, uh, I mean... And had I not known this, if we kept walking in the direction we were going... I found this out that there was about 45 miles of bare wilderness <gasps> that we were walking into. Wow. And nothing. And we talk of Montana mountains. And it was close to, it was pretty close to the Canadian border. Uh-huh. So way up there. And you talk about grizzly bears. I didn't remember seeing any of those kind of animals that I can recall. But um, let me tell but you. But at nighttime there would have been. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. we, we Wolves, get, all of it. Oh, gosh i'm having flashbacks thinking about that squirrels and you know crazy squirrels and chipmunks that would you know spiders Mm -hmm. you know um, oh yeah snakes gosh but it it was (laughs) it was probably the most frightening thing i ever had to go through as a kid that's probably why i'm a little more like camping like yeah you know as long as we're inside and it's more normal (laughs) it's like i mean because because and that's probably why i always like watch those survival shows i watch like survivor and any of those kind of shows where somebody is like stranded somewhere and they got to figure things out with the the tools they have yeah and those books that came out around the same year that Mm happened gosh you know like like uh yeah (laughs) i don't know so what's interesting is I was listening to your podcastic audio episode from this week and you interviewed these really great gals um, from the Dead to the World podcast. And I don't know if it was on their interview with you or if it was on their episode of their show that I listened to, but they were talking about, um, or maybe, no, I think it was theirs. They were talking about people that... Uh, listen to true crime. Oh, it was yours. True crime podcasts. And why do they do that? And it kind of goes along the lines of like the survival types of shows. And 
what I was doing some research on it over the course of this week. And what I found out is that it's typically people that have a lot of anxiety that they like to play out these scenarios so that they're never caught off guard. And so I think that's what the ladies were saying on your podcast this week um, is that when you watch those survival shows, it's because you were in a situation where you weren't prepared. And so you always think through like, how might I be prepared differently if I was to face that again? And I think that's like how I approach this vacation for us because we're going to rent a cabin for several days and, you know, our kids, we're taking them all up there with us and we're going to have water near us and we're going to need to provide food because, you know, there's some stores and things, but, you know, we, we don't want it to be an expensive trip. And so if you look at the downstairs, I'm like prepared for every occasion and lanterns and extra trash bags and cleaning supplies and, you know, all of these little things and, you know, meal prepping for the week. Like, what are we going to have for dinner every day? What are we going to have for lunch every day and breakfast and have my grocery shopping list and all of those different things. And I think it comes down to that same type of a thing as not wanting to be unprepared. You know, I've had really great memories of camping Um, I would think that my only other experience that might have been somewhat negative is uh, (laughs) my parents used to take us uh, camping up at Huntington Lake, which is when we go to Bass Lake, it's like the first lake and then there's Shaver and then there's Huntington and they kind of go increasing in elevation. So Huntington is like right where the snow water runs off. And so it's like the coldest of the lakes. You don't really swim in that one. You'll like ski and everything, but it's mostly for fishing. But one year, I think it was my senior year of high school, we had a German exchange student. And then my uh, my high school best friend, Amy, who we just went to her house on Monday here. Um, you know, Amy? Yeah, I know Mike Amy. and Amy? Yeah, yeah. So she was camping with us. And my parents had a mo- motorhome, but they put all three of us girls in a tent. So my parents had the motorhome and the girls had the tent. Hmm. But Huntington is such a high elevation that there are a lot of bears. A lot of bears. Yeah. And so I remember waking up in the middle of the night at this tent, in this tent, and we were listening to the bear rubbing up against the side of our tent. And like we could hear it like like that. And oh my gosh. And we were just like, like paralyzed, completely silent. We're like, don't say. Like, don't say anything. Don't oh say anything. Goodness. And it then we heard that, it. That scene from Jurassic Park 2 where, yes. where that T-Rex <laughs> is trying to sniff the blood for the yeah, thing. and Exactly. And, you know, my parents were very careful to make sure we didn't have anything that could smell like anything, like no fruity perfumes or anything like that. And then we would hear the um, the bear, like, knocking things over. You know, we might have, like cups and things out but none of it had any evidence of food in it because you don't want to leave any remnants out like that but i remember i will never ever forget this that bear came back like three nights in a row and there were people like three spots over from us that it had gotten into their food the first couple of days and so they were camping they were tent camping and so what they did is they took all of their food and they put it in their car And so some of it was in an ice chest, but a few things were just like sitting out in the car that like there was a butter container. Like sitting open, like everybody could see it. Like you you could see what the container was, but not what was inside. Like it was like. And it was inside the car? Inside of the car, windows up. It was like a Toyota Corolla. And we woke up the next morning. You're never going to believe this. 
the door of the car had been peeled all the way down no and way. the bear had eaten the entire tub of butter and gotten into their ice They can chest. do that? They're so strong. They can break through a door? Uh, yes. I thought the safest thing would put your food was in the car. Um, but you have to cover it up so that they can't see it. They can't smell it, but if they can see it, they know it's there. What, they got to read peanut butter? They got to know what it means? No, but they, the... The bears have been around containers enough to know what's food and what's not. And if oh, it really? looks anything like food, they'll go after it. I had no idea bears can read. They're so smart. They could read that stuff. They didn't read it, but do, they do, can do tell. You think, do you think the bears would say, this is gluten-free? They're like, nah, never mind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're such a nut. <laughs> but I'll never forget that because um, it was like a Toyota Corolla and it had the door like peeled back. And What do you tell your insurance company when that happens? <laughs> No natural disaster. I guess I don't. I guess you could say that, right? I don't know. You would have to say like a bear destroyed my. Oh, that's. Vehicle. I'm sorry. That's not covered. Uh, <laughs> did, did, did the bear have his flea shot? Oh, it's not covered. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll probably have some scrutiny about that. Yeah, but you know, I think that I know that investing in these types of adventures with our kids is, if it's you know, it might be a little bit of a headache to prepare on the front end, but the deal is. They have not stopped talking about Zion all year long. Oh, really? Well, they love talking about it. And Zeke will listen over and over again to that episode where we went over talking about Zion. And our kids have been so excited. And I remember when we were talking about what kind of vacation did they want this year, they all asked for a road trip. Oh, wow. They love that. They love the road trip. And they and like- this is going to be something different. Because we've done the road trip to Vegas a few times. And we did the right. road trip to Zion, which is through Vegas. And this way, we're kind of going north, but not quite that direction. Right. But none of them, not even Zeke, have been to Yosemite before. And you and I both have memories from growing up of being at Yosemite. And so for all of our kids, this is a first for them. And we get to, I mean, we're going to be at Bass Lake and take them fishing. And then we'll go hiking and let them get muddy, whatever. And Clover's going with us. She is? Yes. She's going to attack bear. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Our Clover bear is going to yeah. attack the bears. But I'm really excited now, for this. Now, she definitely is a snack size, really. <laughs> Don't say that. She's, she's to... like, if, she, if she was a snack to a bear, she'd be like one M&M. Oh, come on. <laughs> Stop saying that. Don't talk about my clover bear like that. But um, she is our little bear. But, you know, we've got her flea and tick stuff that we've got to give her tonight. And she's going to be good to go. And you know, the thing that I think I was cracking up about yesterday was because uh, we're going to be at a lake I had to get her a puppy life vest oh that's so cute you know you put the puppy life jacket <laughs> on her this little life jacket you put on clover little clover it's got the little handle on top of it so you pick her out of the water if she drowns and she's trying to get the thing off her it's like get the thing off of me I can't, I can't stand this thing it's on me but it has a little neck pillow that you have to um, put just right no no you just have to uh, adjust it just right because if dog lands in the water they have to be able to keep their head above water to keep them paddling i think she'd be okay she's a little dog's can pad dog paddle and stuff well i'm not taking any chances with her and so is she gonna be water skiing with us <laughs> no. is, she, is she gonna be a little water little doggy water skiing? no Put on instagram but i might like hold her while i'm like floating on something just to you know give her some fun adventures and we're going to have so much fun and I can't wait until next week when we come back with our listeners and we give them a recap of our second annual family road trip. Well, it's the 
belt your shipment Smith family. <laughs> there you go. And I also will probably, most likely, shoot some video. Oh, yeah. You got to get the GoPro ready. With huh? the GoPros. I got three of them, actually. I might get the kids to play with one, too. For sure. And let them take some footage. And You've got to do a legendary Chris GoPro video of this. We have last year's Zion trip. We have to do one this year, too. Oh, what about my one from recently? We did the Mexico one. I know, but I'm talking about with the kids. Like, we have to make this an annual thing. You oh. are the videographer. I will I will do my best. And I will uh, put them together. And I'll put the whole package together whenever we get back. And I put it all together. And oh. then you'll put it on the website under the Many Adventures of Chris and Christine? Right. We will put it on the website, which is www.chrisandchristineshow.com. And that's Chris and Christine with K's. And and thank you so much for listening this week. And we are going to get hit in the road. We got to pack tonight and get out of here. And we'll be back with you next week. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. 